And we're back with another uh, Brush Pass bonus episode uh, from Spies Like Us. We got some uh, spy entertainment news uh, items to share with you. Things that have just come out, things that are coming soon, and things that are off on the horizon. Uh, In the recent column, uh, just a quick shout out to The Simpsons did an episode in their 32nd season. Just this came out like, uh, this was not last week, but the week before. Um, yeah. Right. Uh, did a, did a spy themed episode, which we're going to talk a little bit about later. Uh, also Dave came back, uh, last night from Cruella saying that, uh, what, what, what do you, what do you, you I don't want to put words in your mouth. Uh, yeah, I, this was unexpected, but I remember I, when we did the brush pass for The Courier, we saw the Cruella trailer, and I was, like, hyped for it, so I had to go see it, but surprisingly, I came back to Todd, and I was like, Todd, you should watch Cruella. It's uh, Devil Wears Prada as a espionage heist film. All right. Uh, <laughs> so we'll chat a little bit about that later. Fantastic. Um, another thing which which came out, I guess it just... Uh, missed my radar in previous brush passes, but I thought was interesting enough to to bring up the um, in in March March nineteenth uh, caution. It's uh, caution, comma hazardous wife is the name of the film. It's based on a on a TV series that was a big hit in Japan. Um, mm. Dave, I think you looked at that and said you saw where people could see it. Yeah, or the series, uh, Vicky. Yeah, the show. There's only like ten episodes. It looks like, uh, and you can watch the whole thing on Vicky for free. Vicky.com. It looks like Rock Ten Vicky. Uh, but it's yeah, it's Vicky.com, and like I just looked up where to watch. I'm not sure. I've never heard of Vicky, so I don't know if this is a legit streaming service. But it's available. It was subtitles, so uh, I'm definitely going to check that out. All right, cool. Um, also, this is uh, de- definitely not a new show, but uh, I'm pretty excited to mention to uh, any of our listeners that The Prisoner, a classic, very psychedelic, uh, uh, weird, psycho kind of spy uh, series, um, really, really interesting stuff, um, is now available to watch for free on Tubi. Uh, it's ad supported. I haven't uh, checked it out and seen if there's any like annoying login kind of stuff, but uh, yeah, you can watch the, the prisoner for free. Highly recommended. Uh, and that's a uh, Tubi T U B I TV.com. Oh, okay. I've never seen the prisoner, but I remember you mentioning that you really liked it. Oh, we're going to and... do the prisoner one of these days. for <laughs> sure. It's definitely on our list. Uh, in coming soon, just an update, because we already talked about this movie, but uh, apparently The Asset, and that's the movie with Maggie Q and Michael Keaton and Samuel L. Jackson, uh, ha- oh, whoa. has been renamed The Protégé, uh-huh. and uh, the new trailer for that definitely looks like it's primarily setting up Maggie Q as a uh, Charlie's Theron-style act- female action hero. Uh, which mm-hmm. I am a hundred percent down for. Uh, absolutely, uh, we just we just uh, we're doing MI three right. It's coming out soon, and we really enjoyed her in that. Yes, yes, I really dug her 
in uh, Mission Impossible, which uh, which that's Mission Impossible three, which we have recorded and will be releasing in the first part of in just a few days. Um, nothing out there in rumored, but uh, in announced. Oh, to catch a spy. I don't know if any of our listeners want to rush out and see this one, but I just got to mention it that uh, Hallmark is going to make a spy movie. <laughs> really? Yeah. Nice. On her- wow, the genre's really picking up recently. <laughs> On her first night in Malta, Chloe overhears an altercation happening through the air vent of her hotel room and then sees someone fall to their death. Chloe assists <gasps> FBI agent Aaron. Working on the case, but will they catch the killer before the killer finds them? Will they fall in love? Probably. <laughs> this has Hallmark written all over it. And I guess we're getting an everyman type of story. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like she's involved in anything. Right, right, right. That's an interesting title. I'm actually reading a book called To Catch a Spy, but nothing to do with this. It's uh, written by a counter- former counterintelligence agent from the CIA, so... Definitely check that out, but yeah, that's uh, that, def- that definitely sounds like a Hallmark exclusive. Hey, it's <laughs> if, a- if I've ever heard. I don't I don't write them; I just read them. Um, right, yeah. <laughs> uh, Quantum Spy has been announced, which is going to star Louis Tan, who apparently was uh, I don't know who he played, but he was in the the Mortal Kombat movie that just came out. Uh huh. Um, that is a TV series based on a book. Uh, it's going to follow him as a CIA, CIA officer tasked to hunt a mole in a top secret quantum research lab. Uh, and I know that uh, in the development team and production team for that, uh, at the high levels, there are people from the 24 television series and the Treadstone television series involved in that. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, I just looked him up. He, he plays the main guy, Cole Young, in Mortal Kombat, so... Is that a character from the from the game? No, he was an original. He's like an MMA guy and then gains his power. Well, if I want to spoil how the film works, but he ends up joining the the thing. He's but can can you know, I, I'm convinced they're probably gonna add him into the next game. Uh but yeah, no, he was the main character if you've seen Mortal Kombat. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um also out there in the who knows when it's actually gonna come out kind of horizon uh peacock has ordered a six-part series called the undeclared war uh the only name that i recognized from the cast was uh simon Pegg, and oh that is going to be it's a near future it's set in 2024 in the run-up to a british general election Uh uh-huh and it's uh they say here that the GCHQ is the UK's version of the NSA. Uh, I'll take the word for it. I've never heard right. the, that acronym. Um, right. But uh, a leading team of analysts buried in the heart of the GCHQ are going to secretly work to ward off a cyber attack on the country's electoral system. Oh. Well, it's pretty topical considering stuff that's been going on. I don't know what to make of this uh, little note on that, but uh, apparently they've put three years of research into that show and it's only going to be a six part series. So it might be that, that might mean, you know, I mean, it could mean two things. It could mean that they really, really researched the fuck out of it, or it could mean that they just have been kind of lazing around and 
not really getting shit done. Yeah. Slow horses. Uh, I'm sure we're going to check out as soon as it drops, because this is going to bring uh, one of our favorite spy guys, Gary Oldman onto Apple TV. And uh, they just, Oh, and Jonathan Price just recently added. Jonathan Price. That's right. Wow. Oh, we're totally going to watch this. Um, uh, this this has us all written all over mm-hmm. it. <laughs> uh, what I know about that, again, uh, based on a couple books, uh, I know there's going to be at least 12 episodes because I think it's like six based on the first book, six based on the second. Um, the, the idea there, the characters are like, they're kind of like disgraced MI5 agents not 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 like super disgraced but they're they're kind of been assigned to like the i don't know the place where mi5 just puts their people that they just want to keep like kind of out of the way um okay and but i guess they're gonna have to get some work done from there definitely an interesting premise and you know anytime gary oldman or jonathan price wants to be a spy on screen i will buy a ticket (laughs) yes absolutely uh, you, you can you can bet spies like us will be there. <laughs> uh, last two items, we know virtually nothing about either of these except that Paramount has signed uh, Kiefer Sutherland for a spy TV series, and somebody else has signed Arnold Schwarzenegger for a Netflix spy television series. Huh. So well, that'll be interesting. Someday we'll find out more about those and you'll hear right. about it here. Even if you heard about it somewhere else first. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. Now onto the Simpsons episode. It's, I mean, there's two pieces of serendipity to mention here. Um, I think it was, yeah, it was literally like there's, there's a game night we had. It was like, two weeks ago, I think we were talking about Rick and Morty and mm-hmm. I suddenly started thinking and wondering, I, I was thinking, I was wondering, I wonder if there's a family guy or Simpsons episode out there that has to deal with spying. I mean, there's, they've done so many episodes, especially the Simpsons. Yeah. And so I was kind of like a little bit mind blown uh, when I, when I Googled it and it turned out that literally like, like there was one scheduled for three days from the day I first thought of it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also called the man from grandpa, uh, the man from G R a M P a, obviously a take on the man from uncle. And you know, for, that's the other piece of serendipity. That's the episode that we were right in the middle of doing. So, uh, I thought, well, we'll absolutely have to at least check this out. Yeah. Um, I was, you know, I, I haven't been following The Simpsons for many, 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 many years. Uh, it was kind of a treat to see that they're still cooking along. Uh, I mm. smiled at a few parts. So overall, I didn't have a whole lot to say about it. But uh, what do you got? Uh, well, you know, before we kind of like, you know, really kind of chat about it, uh There wasn't really any connection in this show to the Man from Uncle other than the title, Mm -hmm. but I discovered something that, you know, we've discussed spy film history quite a bit on this, or at least you have, and you've done a lot of research. And we had, you had noted that 
uh, you didn't really think there was anything with a spy uh, main character up until Bond. Uh, but I think uh, The Simpsons referenced, they didn't directly reference the film, but there's a little gag where Orson Welles gets on the Ferris wheel. And then um, th- one of the characters and, you know, Homer's dad goes to get cotton candy or Homer goes to go get cotton candy. And it's called Joseph Cotton Candy. And I was like, well, that's weird. Why is this in this episode? So I looked up Joseph Cotton. Then I looked up Joseph Cotton's connection with Orson Welles. And Orson Welles made a film starring Joseph Cotton called Journey into Fear, which is a 1943 spy film. So uh, we definitely got to add this to the list. In fact, I'm going to do this now before I forget. Uh, But uh, just a little nice nerd tidbit. Um, I didn't get any confirmations from the super, you know, uh, Simpsons fans. Like, you know, you can always look some about the Simpsons and there'll be like a dissertation written about it. Um, I didn't, I didn't see anything like that in this, but, uh, about that particular reference, but I just thought it was very interesting that there was a random gag that kind of paid tribute to a very, very old spy phone. That is a super, super deep reference. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Good. Yeah. Good catch. Yeah. I I was I was yeah I was like baffled because that, that's that's really old you know but I mean it's Orson Welles and I, I'm not surprised that uh, Matt Groening would would definitely be the type that would be into Orson Welles. Um, but uh, the the premise is basically a British spy named Terence uh, has dedicated his whole life to finding this Russian mole codenamed the Gray Fox that apparently has been in the United States and was working for Russia. And he's been failing at it for 50 years, but finally uh, he's narrowed it down to Homer's dad, Abraham James Simpson, mm-hmm. I think is. Yeah. So uh, that's the premise is that he's trying to, to catch uh, Homer's dad. And the joke there is, I, I believe that he basically, when you say narrowed it down, he basically just went at it by process of elimination and he's eliminated every other possibility. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's just Homer's dad. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely a story of a failed spy. <laughs> uh, but in the end, it turns out that it's not true that Homer's dad wasn't a spy. But Terrence has actually been going through dementia that we learned from Terrence's daughter. So, in in typical Simpsons fashion, everything falls apart and. Uh, Homer's dad decides to play along to make Terrence feel better and then gets arrested for being a spy. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the basic overlook of the, of the episode. But uh, I don't know. Did you have any specific pieces that you wanted to talk about, Doug? Well, I mean, it wasn't in a park, but they did do a classic park bench scene. It was. Oh, the, that's right. It, yeah. It was at the beach. It, it, yeah. It was a boardwalk <laughs> bench. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's a, that's a park bench in my book, right? I mean, it, right? It, yeah. filled, it filled the same function, you know, two guys right. uh, setting down. And that's one of the things that, that uh, Terrence is telling Homer, because Homer obviously doesn't believe that his dad is a spy. Terrence is trying to convince him. And so he says, watch carefully as uh, Abner. Well, you know, I don't it necessarily want to spoil the episode. I want you guys right. to go watch it. But uh, yeah. let's just say they play a, a very, it's a pretty cute little joke on the whole uh, park bench trope. 
And and I'm, right. I'm glad I'm glad when I see it. You know, it reassures me that I'm not crazy when when I think park benches is a thing and and a and a valid uh, uh, object for us to hang our tradecraft rating system on. Absolutely, and uh, but that that scene was very cute. We got a, a dead drop and a brush pass out of it. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, we we got both out of that same scene, so it was it was nice and. Terrence is in costume, so there's a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, spy makeup, so to speak, um, without spoiling everything about that. But, uh, yeah, we, we, we got a little bit of tradecraft. You know, it was nice. <laughs> but uh, I, it turned out that – sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Well, it turned out that whole thing that Terrence used to prove to Homer that he was a spy was, was actually – explained that he was just trying to get his meds. So uh, he, he apparently was on the black market getting meds he couldn't get because medicine's too expensive. Um, so uh, another, another Simpsons in Simpsons fashion type of gag. It was very funny. You know, <laughs> I'll just say my best laugh. It's something I could, I'm, I'll just say to look out for. There's a pretty funny little throwaway joke off in the corner of one scene uh, involving the game whack-a-mole. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, well, you liked the standing up joke too, didn't you? Oh, the standing up joke was the best. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a little joke about him being too old and standing up, and it was it was pretty funny. Um, but I think that's all I've got to believe uh, or to say. Um, oh wait, actually, no, I did want to talk about. How uh, since he's going through dementia um, and has like, you know, become obsessed that, yes, it's Homer's dad and there's no other possibility available. Um, I, I wanted to give a you know call back to our Pine Gap episode where uh, the investigation is being ran to find the mole by uh, the counterintelligence head guy at Pine Gap, I guess. Uh he, even though he already had an idea or a suspicion of who the might, mole might be, he still went through the process. And it's really important in just um, intelligence analysis that you do not get locked into an idea. You have to go through a lot of possibilities. Just like if you've ever seen a detective movie, it, you, you have to uh, – what's it called? You have to eliminate suspects, not, aha, he's the suspect and hang on to it. Um and so there's there's a little bit of showing the dangers of just getting obsessed with a particular target that uh, or someone that you're suspecting that you, you can't just project onto them all that you want, you know. Uh, so I, I, I kind of wanted to chat a little bit about that. This season of the slow of the podcast Slow Burn is uh, tackling in great detail the, the lead up to uh, the Iraqi war. Oh. And so obviously what you're talking about there, like there's a lot of, there's a lot to be said uh, about that. Uh, oh, obviously. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it's, oh, it's really good. It's really good. Uh, I think, I think the one I like the most, the episode I like the most, which I shared on Facebook is like, if you're only going to listen to one of the episodes, I recommend the one, uh, I think it's like war of words or, or the word war something like that oh. it, where it's uh it that's the episode that focuses on all the politicians and all the pundits and the news agencies all kind of falling in line uh with this false idea 
uh, that one was was really fascinating. I especially liked it because they got to interview um, some of the, I think, some of the smartest people uh, on the left uh, that I really respect. And these are people that I was surprised to find out uh, were uh, also like on the bandwagon and, and kind of got swept in it up in it. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed uh, listening to them talk about uh, how they think that they had been deceived. Oh, okay. That sounds like right up my alley. I'll have to go uh, check that out, actually. Fun. Um, any Anything else you wanted to say about Simpsons? Nah, tell me about Cruella. So, I yeah, I was delighted. Well, first of all... Uh, whether you want a spy film or not, it was a great film other than like the first like 15, 20 minutes is like a prologue of her, like kind of growing up as a girl and they just like move through the plot points really quickly. So it is kind of sluggish at the beginning where I was just like, come on, just get to the story. This isn't helpful. Uh, But once, once the story gets going, it like, I was kind of glued to the screen. So it being a spy film or not, I, I think anybody that likes, Emma Stone or Emma Thompson, for that matter, uh, you'll definitely enjoy this film. Uh, but yeah, there's like a whole espionage heist aspect to it. Um, and like I said earlier, I, I would compare it to like a Devil Meets Prada espionage heist film. Um, but, uh, you know, without spoiling too much, um, she ends up working for someone who she would. Uh, eventually want to get revenge on and so she's like climbed the ladder at this company and ends up getting all this information about the fashion of that fashion company so she's sitting in there as a mole and kind of becomes a competitor secretly as like this alias Cruella and so the whole time she's getting all this information about upcoming fashion lines and she's able to or where they're going and i mean forget the fashion world she knows where they're gonna be like what shows what they're planning for their shows what times so she perfectly times like these extravagant like you know artistic like you know uh like throwing gas on the fire upstaging her competitor as this alias while you know undercover working as like a like, like kind of like, like her right hand woman, I guess, you know? So there is that whole aspect where she's just kind of a mole. And then there's like this necklace and I don't want to explain why she wants it badly, but her buddies are kind of grifters and she was kind of growing up as a grifter. So there's this whole heist for her to get this necklace and it's all kind of intertwined with this like espionage devil wears Prada story. And uh, yeah, so I like highly recommend it, and I, I don't want to give too too any more too much detail, but uh, you know, even if you're not into the Disney live actions, if you if you like like something like a like a heist espionage type of thriller, this I think you'll enjoy it. And even if it's just to take the wife or the girlfriend, like you're you're not going to hate your life watching it. You you'll probably enjoy it. Just one just one question: What's with the hair, and how does she handle that as a double agent? Uh, she actually, well, she's born with it, then dyes it, then later undyes it, and then wears a wig. So uh, there's like a whole makeup, like a 
uh, Clark Kent Superman type of situation going on with that, where she changes her whole look when she's like the assistant and changes her whole look when she's Cruella. And it's 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 a very 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 in, like fun to watch. I I, I dug it. I, I don't know I don't know about anybody else, but I I really really enjoyed watching. <laughs> cool. The big takeaway is uh, a surprising amount of tradecraft in a Disney film. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, exactly. But uh, yeah, I think that's all I got on Cruella without. Um, Letting the cat out of the bag of stuff. Yep. Yeah, Next up so. in just uh let's see, mid this week. Let's see, the regular regular drop day of Thursday. Uh you guys should be getting our first part of uh Mission Impossible three. Mm-hmm. And uh I think on the radar to work on after that is Spy Sorge. Are we still we're still on that, right? Oh absolutely. Okay. If if you're down, I'm down because I've been kind of itching to do that. And then I think what didn't we say we were going to try and do the other one that you had brought up about a sure well let's Russian let's tell them what Spy Sorge is real quick. Uh, well, it's about a Russian agent in Japan, um, and and you know we love to like kind of any anytime we can get some hefty espionage outside of the Cold War, we jump on it as soon as possible. So this is actually like a historical piece, I believe, but um, I believe it is Cold War. It's just not well. Right, the typical Sorry, players the that, time. that we right. are always talking about, you know, the CIA versus the KGB. Um, right, this is this is KGB versus Japan, I guess, or the other way around. Right, he's 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 an agent in Japan, but I think he's a Russian agent. I, I believe. Yes, is, and is it's a very fa- it's a very famous story, uh, I guess, in in Japan. I'd never heard of it. Uh, before yeah, we started researching either. for this podcast, but my understanding is that uh, you know if you were, uh, you know if if you lived in Japan, you'd be like, oh yeah, spy Sor- that Sorge guy, that bastard. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, right. Uh, one yeah. of one of their biggest uh, like intelligence failures uh, historically, and then to follow that, um, I think we we need to look a little bit closer at the movie to see if we're actually going to do it as a full two parter. But at least in our in in our work on Spy Sorgate, we're also going to be looking at a movie from Akira Kurosawa called No Regrets for Our Youth, which uh-huh. is going to be a really interesting, uh, I think, take on the spy movie genre. In that, this is my understanding of what the film is about. It's it's about the fallout, like one of the people that uh, Sorge compromised. It's about what kind of fallout and effects that had on their life after that. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, we definitely are going to have to follow up with that. Yeah, because that's a whole part of the the spy story that we just do not see in no. any movies really yeah. so we'll at least be researching that uh who knows i don't know if it's going to be it's in t- an entire two-parter uh i i hope it's beefy enough because i would i would just love to talk kurosawa uh a bunch maybe we'll do one part well, we'll spice sorge we'll spice sorge is going to be a very long film i think it's three hours because I couldn't find anywhere to watch it other than it's uh, someone put it up on YouTube. So 
the, if you want to watch it on YouTube, go ahead. Uh, you know, but like I, I couldn't find any way to rent it or stream it or buy it. It doesn't exist. Uh, I guess outside of Japan or something. So, but on YouTube, it's two parts and they're each like an hour and a half, I think. So, um, we might actually have to spread out Spice Sorge itself. So it might work out that we do like kind of a mix of the two, maybe. I don't know. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, I thought. Um, yeah, no, it's it's yeah. This one looks yeah, it looks very watchable on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, um, that's what we got. Look forward to the Mission Impossible Three stuff, and uh, uh, we'll catch you guys soon.